Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of A Whole Mood. So last week, we brought on Simone. Simone gave us her story on transitioning from Jarrell to the woman that we know today, and I so appreciate her and her story. That episode is definitely setting the tone for my mood as we continue today, because I will say, like, it's been a lot of changes, a lot of transitioning that has been happening. This Mercury retrograde has been kicking my ass. With this week, another guest. And this guest, I will have to say, the first spirited stylist by day, the party animal at night, super, super life of the party, Atlanta native. And without further ado, let me introduce you guys, Tofu. Hey, Tofu, how's it going? Hello, how are you? I'm good. How about you? I can't complain. Just trying to get through this Friday and this retrograde. Like you said, shit's crazy. What is it giving? It's giving go back to bed. <laughs> well, you was working today, so you ain't had no bed at all. I'm going so back to bed. Good night. <laughs> I can't try again tomorrow. All right. So what I would have to say, I needed Tofu on this week because they and I have had a conversation specifically like last week. We had a really deep diving conversation and I was so intrigued by their story on them embarking in a change that's happening in their life. I was just really like admiring them and whatever they decided to embark on. So first, I want to ask this. What was it that you needed change when you moved from ATL to up here? Okay, so basically I moved from Atlanta to Texas. Uh-huh. So, and at the time, like I said, I'm 24. So the, the level of naiveness, adolescent energy that you're carrying with you. I found myself in a relationship. He got a promotion and we were dating at the time. And he's like, I'm going to move to Dallas. And I'm like, ooh, we moving to Dallas. You know what I mean? But also, like, because of my energy, I'm always ready to go somewhere. To touch on it, I've learned recently through my recent healing that I'm a runner. If I look at it now, to answer your question, when I was moving to Dallas then, I was running from something in that time of my life. What it was, whether it was a who, what, when, I do not know. Got it. And so what made you move here? Well, so my family on my mother's side is from New York. So I have a big community of family here. And after being in Texas for six years, what do we say in the South? Don't overstay your welcome. Mm. You know, so I feel as though, you know, being in Texas for six years, it was given very much welcome overstay. And it felt like a really good decision simply because I was coming to my family. When I moved to Texas, I moved with him. I didn't know anyone there. It was a foreign place. 
I didn't have any connections. I didn't have any family members, any friends, anything of the sort. So moving to New York from Texas just felt a little bit more aligned and right for me because I was coming to where I knew my family was. Understood. Okay, well, speaking of transitions, with you being non-binary, what was it that made you decide that you wanted to change your gender? I moved to New York. Of course, you meet all these very eclectic and well-rounded individuals. And one of my good sisters, she is non-binary. She's actually transitioning at the time, which is kind of a full circle moment for your last episode. But she's transitioning. At the time, her name was Basit, or is Basit, and now her name is Aurora. And we were having this conversation. She's just very much like, it's interesting to me that you don't identify in this way just based on how you present yourself, the energy that you dwell in. And I was like, you know, I never really thought about it. I'm very comfortable with my energies. I'm very okay with like this space of like being a not super masculine male super feminine male but just like kind of like dwelling in the middle so i was content with just being a feminine man so then i started to think about it and i realized that a lot of my development or lack thereof was because i had been placed in so many boxes that were hindering me from really experiencing the true essence of who i am to be non-binary is basically stepping out of all of these boxes and standing on something that actually aligns with how I truly feel versus like being like, I'm a fluid man trying to overcompensate for whatever energy I may be feeling that day when I wake up. And it's basically about disassociating myself with the things that make you comfortable so that way I'm comfortable in my own skin and I show up and provide the energy that's needed for me to be the person I'm supposed to be. Well, speaking of, because I feel like you went on several tangents on that one question. <laughs> As I will. <laughs> <laughs> so who would you say supported you in that change? My friends, my New York community, my very close friends who I've had since I was 14. My family has been very supportive. You know, everybody's always like, I'm trying to figure this out, but there has been no true pushback. I have to let people know you saying he doesn't offend me. I'm just trying to help you reprogram your mind from thinking that everybody is presenting themselves in the same way. Just because you're in a room with somebody who may be male or female presenting does not mean they identify as he or she. Ultimately, that's what it's about. Not assuming anything about the space that somebody may be in. A black man put his hand on his hip, he a faggot. A white man put his hand on his hip and his kids running around him. Ain't nobody thinking twice about how and what energy he's showing up in the room in and who he may be sleeping with because of his feminine energy. As men of color, we don't get the same leeway to express ourselves as freely. And because of that, we don't do it for the reaffirming, but the people who mean the most to you, the people who have been there with you through many different changes and stages in your life, provide you a little bit of comfort in knowing that you ain't wilding in how you feel or how you're presenting yourself, confirms that you're like making the right decisions or moving in the right lane, if that makes sense. Who would you so say discourage the change? Anything it's people who don't know me, you know, or people of the community and have placed them in a box where it's like, either you a top or a bottom. You know what I mean? Like that. I even hate now, that. I've always you know what I mean? hated that. 
Like, what are you saying to me? First of all, why is my sex life at the forefront of this conversation? Yo, I always hated that. Like, don't get me wrong. I love a nasty conversation, a, good, a cute bit of life, <laughs> whatever. But it's like, you don't see me at a table of straight people being like, so is your wife pegging you? You eat your husband asshole? Like, y'all into but that? But you know, that ain't even like the part where I get upset about it. I think I've expressed that so many times on my show where it's like guys don't allow themselves to actually get to know somebody on a full spectrum because of that one little thing that they feel is so important that trumps over everything, even the content on what a person presents themselves as. It's like, I'm not even going to allow myself to share an intimate space with you only because you're not compatible to what it is that I desire. And some guys, they, oh, well, if I don't like it, I don't like it. But it's, it's not whether or not you don't like it. It's whether or not do you like that person. Like, we're human beings. We're not sex dolls. We're not sex toys. And it's kind of mm -hmm. like for you to ask my name and then ask me that question outright. I already know what your mind is. And it ain't got nothing to do with getting to know me personally. Because what I do know, people who like somebody or people who actually see it for somebody and they're not compatible, they will try it for that person. And it's also given very much like, we may both be pop, but if we are vibing and fucking with each other, like, that really don't matter. Like, And that's what I mean. I feel like I've hated it. I'm 33 years old, so sex to me looks like many things. I've been getting down to get down for a very long time. I've done a lot of things. I'm not shy to it. I'm not ashamed of it. Like, I'm very sexually expressive. I've been top, I've been bottom, I've been burst, I've been this, I've been that, I've sucked, I fucked, I ate, I whatever the fuck, bitch. It goes back to not allowing somebody to feel like because my nails are long and painted red, that I'm supposed to be somebody's girlfriend or somebody's bitch or somebody's bottom to make them feel as though their masculinity has some kind of meaning in this world. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not here to stroke your male ego or to make you feel like more of a man because of something that you're not dealing with inside. I don't mind being slutted out. I don't mind you talking to me crazy, but at the same time, if I allow those things, it's because I'm allowing them. Bitch, please. You're not going to bust a grape in a fruit fight, ho. So do all that you got to do. And if you feel better after doing it, that's cute. But like, nobody can intimidate the energy I show up in. I'm not intimidated by no man. I'm not intimidated by no woman. I don't care how big, how loud, how whatever. It's just giving very much like... Masculine performance. Exactly. That goes both ways. There's feminine performance. And that energy shows up in everybody. When a female sits down at a table and expects a man to pay for her, that's feminine performance. Like and it don't mean shit man, either way. It don't mean anything because at the end of the day, it's like, let's be real. Don't nobody need nobody to do shit for them. Of course, it, it makes life a little bit more fun, a little bit more thrilling. Like, yeah, that nigga flew me out, whatever. But it's also like, bitch, if you really wanted to go, you would have flew yourself. So let's jump on this topic that we okay. mentioned last week. You were discussing like this personal journey that you've been on. See, for right now, I'm proud to say that I am learning how to love myself is not associated with anybody, projection, perception, no trauma, no wrongdoing, no decisions I've made that I may be conflicted with 
I'm just learning how to truly accept who I am, what I am, understand what those things look like for me, and allow myself to just really be at peace with loving myself in its entirety. So if I have any change that I'm making right now is just accepting who I am and allowing myself to love that person in the most graceful way possible. And what inspired this change? So, you made me so sick. (laughs) I've been through a lot. There's many things in my queer life that I've had to experience. A lot of things I'm sure a lot of people can relate to or experiences that we share. We've all had to come out the closet. We've all had to understand who we are in this world of coming out the closet, whatever the fuck that even means. With all of that already on your plate, there's so many conflicting thoughts, breakups, heartbreak, letdowns, disappointments. All of these things make you sit down and just reevaluate what's going on around you. I was just like, this is my year that I want to step into my purpose and honor my purpose, release the trauma, like not necessarily forget the trauma, but release it into the universe. That way it's no longer a part of my baggage. It's not something that I allow to be at the forefront of my interaction. You and know, that trauma is, being what? You know, trauma can be like, let's say you're a kid and you talk a lot. And within the Black community, Black Kids adults are supposed not to be seen, not heard. And they quick to tell you, yo, you need to learn how to stop talking so much. You know, <laughs> so like those things in the most minute scale are traumatic to someone who is very expressive. You know, because at that point, your voice has been taken away from you. And when your voice is being taken away, your natural, innate ability to express yourself is also taken away from you. So then you walk through life with this traumatic experience of like not wanting to irritate the people around you through self-expression. So then you mute yourself and then Mm -hmm. you forget what it means to speak up for yourself. You forget what it means to represent yourself, but you don't know how to find your tribe because you don't know how to express your interests or what you like so that way you find other people who make you feel comfortable in those things you know so then that trauma rolls over into connecting with people who may not be good for you now you don't found fake friends now you don't start dating somebody who taking advantage of you for whatever reason my trauma is more like family associated little situations that i've had to endure and granted i say little because they're little now but at the time they were very big and very heavy on my soul i've been accused of things i've been lied on neglected these things i'm going through were to get me to where i am now i can go all day about things that didn't go right but in this very moment there's somebody who's dealing with something way more detrimental than what I can even touch on. My thing is not allowing these traumatic experiences to change my heart. I think about all the time, like if I die right now, what they getting up and saying? I joke about it, but I'm like, the first person I get up there and be like, oh, they were so nice. Get that bitch out the room. (laughs) No shade. Like get that bitch out the room because they did not know me. Anybody who uses the word nice to describe me does not know me because I've never dwelled in a nice space. I dwell in a genuine space. I don't care to be called nice. I don't care to be light. I want you to know, like, when I interact with you, I'm genuinely interacting with you. And if you're giving me bullshit, you know that, like, nine times out of ten, that shit go both ways. We definitely have that similarity where it's like, if anything, you're going to know we're going to keep it real. We're keeping it honest. 
regardless of whatever discourse has happened, whether if everybody going with the flow or not, mm-hmm. we just gonna say our truth. And that mm-hmm. I really do appreciate from you for sure. And I'm glad mm-hmm. to see you develop in more of an honest way and always have been that. So that's very reassuring. So I want to ask you, what have you noticed since you've embarked through this change? Yo, it's so funny because when you're like finding a space of peace for you to dwell in for yourself with nothing associated with anybody else, you realize people really be on some bullshit. Mm. (laughs) Self-serving, lack of accountability. Like they just move in a world where as long as they are self-justified, which is typically what we all should be striving for. Like as long as you can sleep at night, when it's a thing that affects other people, I think where we should be a little bit more cognizant of how we maneuver. Like right now, my healing has nothing to do with anybody else. I can literally remove myself from any room, not answer my phone, focus completely on myself. It doesn't take anything away from anybody. Yeah, people want to talk to me, people want to hang out, but it's also like, we are good. I'm not hurting nobody. I'm not letting anybody down. I'm not not showing up for anybody that I love. I'm literally just trying to find resolve in this chaotic self-hate that I've learned to exist in. I wasn't necessarily liking myself the way that I should. And it's funny because I was just having a conversation who I've known since I was 14 years old. And I was talking to him today and I'm like, you know, as long as you we've known each other, I've never lacked self-confidence. But because of the space that I've been in as of recently, I've learned that self-confidence and self-love are not the same thing. You can walk with your head very high, exude all the confidence and energy that one could ask for and still despise your own existence. Mm. You can literally trick people into thinking that everything is okay as long as you show up with your head high enough, your shoulders rolled back far enough. And my father taught me at a very early age, never let them see you sweat. Even though that's kind of a toxic thing because it's like creating this air of not being vulnerable or aware of your emotions, it also teaches you protect your energy. Well, it depends because I know I've been on the the receiving end of somebody who lived under those constructs and it's not nice. It is very much like an inability to be vulnerable and to be in a relationship with something like that is wild because I truly believe vulnerability is the bridge to establishing connections. Even though I felt like the connection was the strongest possible, I believe that vulnerability allows itself to show up until a person don't want to give that shit out no more. So where, where would you say you are with that when it comes to breaking down that construct of not being vulnerable because i mean i believe we talked about this before when you was just like you know i don't like to get too much like along like what what is it giving i'm from the south so there's always a sense of conservatism that i carry with me whether i am proud of that or not but also because i'm someone who is very fascinated with the women of the 50s, the etiquette and the way that they carry themselves. Okay. So like my spectrum is either conservative or unhinged. In between does not exist for me. You know what I mean? Like I'm either very articulate, very well spoken, very reasonable, or I'm like, you got me fucked up. 
the only difference between now and me when I was younger is you have me fucked up doesn't always equate to physical interaction. Now, like, you can have me fucked up and I'm like, bitch, you got this one. Do believe it's noted for the next interaction because, girl, next time I may mouth you. Me being 33, there's a lot of grace and a lot of patience that I've acquired. But it's also like, I tell people all the time, I've never watched my father disrespect a woman ever. He ain't the best person in terms of like communication and interaction. I've never seen him disrespect a woman, but I also ain't never seen my father allow no person who looks like him in terms of like rep male representation to disrespect him. My respect for women is beyond like, I'm gonna always honor that, but like, I don't really have a lot of space for somebody who think they're gonna play in my face. Do you feel that change has been a positive or negative change? It's been positive, but as of recently, the past like five days, I was in such a positive space that naturally my mind was like, shit's too right. So it's like a like, self-sabotage. Well, it's like if you've been smoking crack for 10 years and then you like decide to go clean, there is a, a high possibility of you relapsing. So I emotionally relapsed while I was like looking for something to get me down just so I could feel a sense of normal. Mm -hmm. You know, like my normal is like moody and, and emotional for like whatever reason I choose for it to be. And I had just been in such a steady space of peace and like routine and healthy thoughts and emotions like i was like i need to shake it up <laughs> you funny <laughs> okay but, well do you plan to remain consistent in your habits i do because i realized even though it felt wrong it actually feels right it's so much easier to dwell in a space of peace and simplicity than chaos and confusion the boundaries that are created with just taking care of yourself it's priceless it's hard to wake up every day at five in the morning and go to the gym and make sure I eat a breakfast with some substance, if you will, like making sure my skin is moisturized. I have to go to bed at a certain time and I have to wake up at a certain time. I have to just always be on. And I'm the kind of person where naturally I'm nonchalant. So the only times I'm really on is in social environments. If ain't nobody around, bitch, I'm chilling hard and I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? But it's like self-care. Whether it's reading a book, teaching yourself something new, finding a new craft, a new hobby, moisturizing your skin, making sure you drink water, looking in a mirror and affirming your existence, whatever it is, every moment is worth pouring into yourself. It's so much easier to pour into every other thing around us that we forget what it feels like or looks like to even make ourselves a priority. As hard as it is, I have to keep this energy going because... When I become a parent, when I become a, a married spouse, this is the person I want to show up as. This is the person I want to pour into my family. And this is the person I want to pour into my children. Like, yeah, I was wild, but at the end of the day, it's about being free to express yourself and to love yourself. That way you create a space for other people to do the same when they're in your space. I love that for you, though. And what I took from that is you expect certain results to come from this that are more positive than negative and those being more geared towards your goals and what you want for yourself out of life we're going to move on to reflection questions so first question is what is your overall viewpoint of change or changing what do you mean so i'll go first change is inevitable the only consistent thing is change okay and that may seem like an oxymoron but 
it's the truth. I mean, life is ever changing. That's just my viewpoint. Really believe like you have to just learn to embrace it more so than repel it. Change is honestly my favorite thing to do. Really? I to change like my hair, my look. Granted, they may be very subtle changes. I love anything new. I love moving into a new apartment. I love changes. Like you said, it's so inevitable. And it's so much a part of like our everyday lives. I embrace it wholeheartedly. I've never been the kind of person who's like, oh my God, we broke up. I don't know. Like, that's some oh. shit for me. Like, I just, I'm like, okay, bitch, well, story over. Really? On the show. Okay, to be clear, that is how I was up until recently. Oh. <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing all that. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Number two, what okay. things in your life would you hate to change? I would hate to allow myself to stay in a space that is a reflection of not accepting myself. I think it's a lyric about that. Who said it? I know you're scared that I might change or even worse, I'd stay the same. Exactly. Because my <laughs> thing is like, well, because it's true. <laughs> Shut up. It's true because I get a high off of thinking about me in high school dancing on top of tables, like somebody beating on the table and me twerking on the table in the lunchroom, running into somebody who knew me then and being like, damn, you so calm. You know what I mean? Like, I live for that because, like, people really hold on to the version that they know of you. Right. And so, like, I love to gag a bitch. Like, oh, you thought you knew it. You don't even know to have. But it's also, like, I think it's kind of offensive to yourself to stay the same. You've been blessed enough to live to see a certain amount of years, especially as a person of color. How dare you, like, not evolve? Mm -hmm. How dare you, like, not embrace the changes that are happening around us? Just like I tell people all the time when, like, people of color are like, Yo, this pronoun shit is too much for me. That I'm like, yeah, you sound just like the white man who can't take the law of being changed that don't reflect the founding fathers' ideology. There's nothing that's separating you from the same shit that we fight in, in terms of racial equality. Somebody said to me recently, like, if ain't nobody in the room, I'm using whatever pronoun I want to use. This is the problem. Respect isn't about whether or not I'm present. If you're respecting yourself in its entirety, you feel obligated to respect other people. If I'm loving myself to its entirety, I feel obligated to show you love. Granted, I may hear something you got on or something you said or did, but it's like, it's out of love. Like, bitch, you did some funny ass shit. You may not have known you was making me laugh, but bitch, that was a key. But it's also like, I'm not gonna keep, I'm king with you to myself versus like at you in a way where it's like i'm trying to make you feel less than however you feel about yourself number three what advice would you give someone who hates change i guess i would just tell them to think about the process that a caterpillar goes to to become a butterfly this caterpillar has to eat for weeks or months in order to have the amount of nutrients that is required for it to create a cocoon for itself in order for it to then hibernate and then come out as something else. This motherfucker can easily be picked up by a bird while it's trying to find its way to its next part of its life. It has the possibility of enduring so many different fatal interactions, if you will. 
if you hate change, going back to your last episode, a boy is born and it transitions into a beautiful woman. It's however they're giving it up. I honor, see them, admire them, adore them. If you don't allow things to change, then you don't allow yourself to be subjected to the beauty of them. To disregard change is to disregard the natural beauty of life. Whatever that is that you're afraid of, there's something beautiful on the other side of that. And usually it's the truth that's waiting on you on the other side. So it's I love like, that. And I'm just keep it short and sweet. I'm like, well, just keep living. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. If you say that, then you got these insurrectionist motherfuckers who's like, I ain't changing for shit. And this is how I'm living and this is how I'm giving it up. But, but keep living. Uh, no, fuck out of here. Fuck out of here because my thing is like, I'm not asking you to do anything. Just because you haven't accepted that things need to change within you does not mean that that's also my fate. At least open your mind and heart up to understand that just because you're standing still does not mean the rest of the world is. But that's the thing. And that's why I say keep living because regardless on their reluctancy to change or not, things will change around them. And all while, they will still continue to change. You will wrinkle. You will get hairy. You will still be changing. exactly i guess i just look at it from such a more like a political and social standpoint where it's like if men and predominantly muslim countries don't change then women don't get rights or freedom these women are still held in the socially constricting environments when it's like women on every other part of the world are literally but see even in that change is still inevitable because guess what they might not change but their children will change and generations after them will still change and eventually the world around them will change again keep living okay. so number four that. are you good at dealing with change change within myself yes change within other people i would say yes as well i have to understand that the thing is i'm not gonna hold you like a lot of the questions you asked me i have to think about like my most recent breakup when you ask me that i think about the fact that like things have changed between me and that person whether those changes are the changes that i'm comfortable with or not i still have to accept them life goes on i want to walk in my truth and honor the space that i'm in so that's all i would want for somebody else no matter what type of relationship i have with them am i good with dealing with change i guess it depends on the change I think I got trust issues. If a person comes to me in a completely different change perspective, whether positive or negative, I would feel like they would be lying to me the first time. <laughs> right. Why, why they gotta be lying though? <laughs> I feel like the core of somebody is still true. But if somebody come to me completely brand new with a whole nother new attitude or reinvent itself, I'm like, who are you? And why did you lie to me the first time? People, they show up in an environment where they have the opportunity to reinvent themselves and they are nothing like who they used to be. When but it I feel comes like reinventing to, yourself is the whole like purpose of living. I think it's necessary. At some point, you weren't living your truth. T, I think what we One have to those... acknowledge is that people's truth is not always at the forefront of their existence. Some people don't even know what their truth is, you know? So when you make this drastic change, it's like your way of trying to discover your truth 
or what yeah. that is for you or the level of comfort that you have to reside in this space. Like for me, I literally just discovered my truth, but it's like I have been trying to hold on to the essence of who I am. And it's funny because I have a Muslim mother who's very religious, who's very like, me being queer is like so much for her. And it always has been. She said to me, it's hard for me to accept you when you're trying to figure out how to accept yourself. And she ate that. I'm like, accept me as your queer non-binary child. And she's like, have you even figured out what that looks like for you? Why are you asking something of me? And this is just me speaking, no, just how I felt about that. It seems like she's weaponizing your metamorphosis it can seem that way but i know yeah. that when she said so when she said that okay. she was speaking from a space of like before she was trying to justify something she said six months ago i'm the kind of person i am very open to people's perceptions you are you know i can die on a hill but if you can give me a valid logical reasoning as to why i don't need to die on that hill i'm gonna come off that bitch easily if yeah. you like, ain't no logic in that, I'm gonna get my ass up and walk to the next hill. No shade. So like with that, people get a lot of grace from me in terms of their beliefs and their perceptions and their ideologies. Because I'm like, I want to hear that shit. Let me hear what yeah. you got to say. Because like these things help me have better conversations with other people. It's very mm -hmm. self-serving, I will say, but it's self-serving in a way that makes me a well-rounded person if I'm going to be in a room with people that I don't really share true backgrounds with. I opened up the fact that I moved to Texas. If I didn't live in Texas, I wouldn't be this open to other people. I moved somewhere where I didn't know people. I moved Got somewhere it. where... I had to allow myself to let other people's perceptions and lifestyle be a normality for me. So that way I can function in spaces where I didn't know people. I have family there, their chosen family, and I met them once I moved there. There are people who have been there for me through thick and thin. And to be quite frank, they're Trump supporters. That doesn't change our relationship. Our social beliefs are not the same. Political views are not the same. But there's an alignment in the way that we feel about people that is the same. How has your relationship with others changed once you decided to change within yourself? I'm still figuring that part out who this person is in a relationship. I'm still figuring out who this person is in my family dynamic. This person hasn't been with anybody. This person hasn't had sex with anybody. This person hasn't even been in a family function yet because nothing has transpired during this time of like my transition. I don't know who I am in these spaces that I am familiar with or that I have experienced multiple times, this person hasn't experienced those things yet. I'm dying to have sex, but I'm also a lot more <laughs> mindful. <laughs> I'm like dying to have sex, but I'm like more mindful of who I have sex with. So like, even though I want to have sex really bad, I'm like, I just don't want to have sex with anybody. As much as I would love to be in a healthy love relationship, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good on that because I don't want anybody to come into my life and have to start from scratch if something or disrupt this space yeah like mm -hmm. i don't want this space to be disturbed because of something that i don't like about an interaction with somebody i'm supposed to be intimate with that's a trauma response based on past experiences but it's also like i'm just going with what i know i have to go home next month i'm going home with 
naturally long stiletto nails. And granted, none of these things really matter. My little brothers ain't never seen me with no stiletto tip nails before. I'm comfortable with this. And not to say that they won't be, but these are things that like I have to consider because I'm in a new space. And being in this space means like standing firmly in that and being able to move unapologetically, even though like that's my whole thing, like being unapologetic about who I am. I need to understand that loving myself unconditionally, you can say I don't care. To not care and to have an I don't care disposition are not the same thing. Me not caring doesn't mean I don't care about how you feel. It means I don't care about how what I'm doing to make myself feel more secure in who I am. I don't care how that makes you feel. And granted, my little brothers are kids, but it's just like they're raised Muslim and I'm their big brother. So their thing is I am a older male in their perception. Me being non-binary and queer and all that kind of stuff like i don't have those conversations with them to answer your question so i don't know who i am in these spaces around people that i am very familiar with so because of that i'm kind of like skeptical with even going back into these spaces i read a book about this where they said when you go into old spaces you kind of form into old habits See, all right so i don't want to do that you shouldn't but i think it just takes harder work to make sure you don't do that because the right. easy thing is, is to relapse and go back into old habits. Right. Yeah, I'm not a person where I can pride myself on keeping long-lasting relationships. I don't know people all the way from kindergarten. I don't know people mm -hmm. from my childhood if they're not relatives. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. most of some of my relatives, if they're not my sister or my mother or my niece or my nephews, like I don't really talk to them on a daily basis either. So, mm -hmm. and I feel like it just comes with a person who embraces change. It's just, we're more free-spirited. I'm okay with embracing change to the standpoint of knowing that my circle may change around me. And it don't help that I got an out of sight, out of mind mentality anyway. Like, <laughs> to be I, honest with you, it's like, you not having relationships with people from your childhood, like that clearly bothers you. I'm asking if anything. No, not at all. I have to think about it. That's why I keep answering it like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, the reason why I ask is because it's like they have the ability or the, the power to make you feel away simply because they can kind of make you feel as though there's something about you that makes you not be able to hold on to people. If that yeah, I've sense. never had that feeling, though. That's the crazy <laughs> I part. For that. I've always been kind of nomadic in my life, like even like my childhood. I I've never stayed in one place. So it was, it just never called for me to have that anyway. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it is what it is. So last question, what will okay. change in the future? Oof. How can I answer that? How can you expect me to answer that? <laughs> like what? <laughs> what in the fortune teller? I hope that I become more disciplined. In what way? Not allowing things to distract me from what's required of me for me. This newfound love that I've discovered for myself, I hope I use that as an act of service to service my community, to, to show up that. for the people. You know what I mean? To show up for the mm -hmm. people I love. Like what I'm learning is I am my priority. I do come first, but none of that means anything if I'm not showing up for the people that I love, for the community yeah. that need requiring my presence. 
So the change that I see in the future, and it's so crazy because this question is so profound to even me being here right now. Yes. Um, I can't believe what you say. And being back here, I've witnessed within myself a mental change where I came here stressed, bent out of shape about not having a sense of employment or whatever, blah, blah, blah. When I realized there's something bigger happening and there's definitely an awakening that was required on my part to not act as a pick me to a job. Because what is that? I feel like this is so different from my earlier episodes where I was unemployed as well, where I did have that attitude of being a pick me to jobs and wanting a job so much. Where now it's like everything that I've learned and everything that I've encountered, everything that I've experienced, it's all led up until right now where it's like, if I get a job, great. However, it's not the end all be all. It's not a permanent situation because really I need to be pouring into me and doing what I want to do. I've been so inspired and I don't know if I shared this with y'all. I rode a fucking bike last week. Okay. And that was the most beautiful experience because it's been a while yes and yes it poured into you know that little alarm inside but at the same time i did that shit on my own time with no stress Mm -hmm. about time feeling like i was in a rush to go somewhere or be somewhere at a certain time frame like i was just freely riding a bike around the city and just that small little sentiment let me know like this is what life is like It ain't about making it to a nine o'clock meeting, making sure that mm-hmm. I'm rushing to get somewhere. I got to go pick up coffee. Oh, I got to call this person. Oh, I got to run and fidget my way through whatever mm-hmm. and weave and bob through this train or whatever. No, it's not a, that's not life. That's not a living. Right. And so mm-hmm. with that, I would like to thank you, Tofu. You're welcome. Honestly, I cannot believe I'm like, ah, <laughs> you know, Aquarius is like to keep secrets. They be so low key. It's funny because, like, there were moments during this where I wanted to just like completely overindulge, but I'm like, bitch, keep it cute. I plan. Things are changing. People are changing. Lifestyles are changing. Either we're going to get with it or get lost, but I don't think anybody's going to stop changing to make anybody else comfortable. Absolutely. You, me, or anyone else. Absolutely. So on that note, would you like to promote? Find me on Instagram, Tofuism, T-O-T-H-U-I-S-M. Um, I ain't giving much, but, you know, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Period. So you can follow <laughs> my podcast again at A Whole Moon Podcast on Instagram and like, share, rate, subscribe my podcast anywhere you get your favorite podcast. I'm Alon, that's Tofu, A Whole Mood. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.